on the extended three-hour program, Racing Pulse now hones in on the full Victorian race preview. Yes, it is time for the Thursday edition of the Victorian race preview and uh, we are racing this evening at Packerham. It should be a lovely evening out there. Good weather in Melbourne today. Warren Huntley's a man to find us all the winners. How are you, Was? I'm very well, thanks, Michael. These Thursday evening meetings at Packenham have been producing some really talented performers. And uh, what do you make of the overall meeting tonight? Yeah, similar scenario. I think the Future Stars races have been terrific, haven't they? And continue to, to provide winning form through the horses that have competed in the heats without winning. And those that have won seem to, to be on their path to, to better races. So it really has put a bit of spice into the Thursday night meetings, I think. Yeah, no doubt about that. We'll hopefully catch up with the track manager, Bryce Mildon, in a moment. But rail's out nine. Uh, it's a good four at the moment. What do you make of how the track will play? Look, it's a warm enough day. They put another three mil on, I think, this morning, just with the late start and the warm conditions. Uh, rail out a couple of metres from that last meeting. In general, they, they just seem, particularly later in the day, to just want to edge away from the inside. But, yeah, I think the track races pretty fairly. It's a great surface, the, uh, the turf track there at Packenham, and that shoot start seems to have been a really good innovation. Let's have a chat to Bryce now. How are you, Bryce? Hi, Michael. How are you going? Very well indeed. Is Warren uh, on the money? Was it uh, about three mils that was put on this morning? Yeah, that's right. Um, just that irrigation finished probably half an hour ago, so the reason for that is it was just so windy yesterday. We had an easterly wind blowing so hard right throughout the day and night. It just well, we weren't able to get that last bit of water on the day prior, so I think we just put it on this morning just to freshen the track up and keep it in that good four range. Um, what do you see for the rest of the day? Is that is that wind going to be around again today, or, or should it be quite nice this evening? No, it's quite nice day. The wind's dropped right away. It's just forecast to be about a, a 5k nor'easter, so um, very um, calm. Fine day. Clouding up as the day goes on. Still staying quite warm, 29 degrees, so just a really nice evening for racing. And with the rail out there, um, what's the the record of uh, those that can make ground or, or sitting up on speed? How's it usually play? Uh, the track's been playing pretty fair. So we were out at the nine metre uh, rail move probably four weeks ago and um, track played really fair. I think um, the tempo of the races plays a big part in, in where they're winning from as well. Um, the if there's enough speed on, the, the horse will come from back in the field, um, even with the rail out nine. So I'm happy with the way the track's been racing and um, should perform well again tonight. Looking forward to the meeting, Bryce. Best of luck. Thanks, Michael. And see if Graham Beck can find us a winner. The stable's been airborne in recent weeks. He's got a couple heading to Pakenham tonight, and he kicks off the program in race one with Jessup. Uh, how are you, Graham? G'day, Michael. How are you? Very well indeed. Uh, this looks a... Uh, Reasonably strong maiden plate. You've got a highly spruiked favourite from the Price and Kent Junior stable, but gee, Jessup's been a horse that's been consistent in its three career starts. Does he get a good chance to break through tonight? Yeah, look, we thought he ran very, very well uh, last start just to be beaten. Uh, the horse that beat him, I think he's a pretty smart horse. The horse could, uh, mm. Daddy, I think it is the horse of Kieran Mars. So it put up a good performance, and uh, you know they came away and uh, were fair bit in front of the others but uh, he, he's trained on really well he gets his opportunity um, so I think probably you wouldn't want to be getting too far out of your ground tonight um, with the nine metre rail and the firm ground so you know, he'll be certainly forward and uh, 
he'll put himself in a position to give himself a good chance. He's around about a $3 second favourite. And then you've got Marigny, which goes around in race number four. And uh, this is another one that looked really good first up. Yeah, she's gone since the run uh, first up. thing is, from her point of view, she's going from running on a pretty soft track at Werribee, going to running on firm surface today. So that'll be uh, interesting to see how she copes with that. But it's a very, very strong race for a Class 1 this race tonight. Um, so she needs to have come on a bit, but we feel that uh, she's in good order, so, you know, she's just drawn out a tad, so she'll probably roll forward and, and be up there, so, you know, she'll give herself every chance. You've got a reasonably quiet weekend for your standards. Yeah, that's right. You've got to run out of bullets every now and then, but uh, <laughs> no, we go to Ballarat on, uh, on Sunday with what's with British Columbia, who's the last start winner in town, so he's running in uh, one of those uh, restricted races um, that they run uh, the final on All-Star Mile Day. So he's he's drawn out a bit there, but he's trained on well and he'll, he'll give himself a good chance. Mahaba pull up well from that really uh, good performance last Saturday. Yeah, he has. Um, he had, heads up to Sydney, was passive-aggressive on Saturday. Um, so he'll uh, go to the Pago Pago in two weeks from Saturday and then three weeks into the uh, size produce. But no, he's pulled up well and you know, we think he's a pretty progressive horse. So, you know, um, he's taken it all on his stride. Uh, that is good to hear. And did I just see somewhere where Sama Cheeks just had a little setback? Yeah, she was due to uh, jump out about a month ago. Um, and she had a bit of a viral thing happening. happening and so we had to back off her. Um, but she's back in the stable now. So um, she seems to be well and truly over it. But I think you've always got to throw caution to the wind to, you know, get a temperature and that and a bit of a bad blood picture so we uh, opted just to give her a bit of a blow and uh, you know we'll, we can always come back there's always plenty of races for them no doubt about that graham best of luck tonight at packenham pleasure thank you graham Begg joining us there uh with warren huntley let's get stuck into the form preview and the first kicks off at quarter to six it's over 1200 meters uh, for the three-year-olds, it's a maiden plate in this race. There's one scratching takeout number six, War Frontier. Uh, really good push from Glen Ingram from the trial files. This debutant into $2.20. Jessup, $3. Toronto Terrier is at $4.80. And Firestorm Boy, $8. So what do you make of the debutant here, Warren? I think like everyone, I've been impressed, Michael. It, it seems to be a, a fair bit of a, a swell of support for War Frontier and yeah, I thought the, the most recent jump out was terrific. Tongue-tie crossover nose band on for the debut, and I think he can make a, a winning debut. But, gee, there's some, some good form in the race. Number five, Jessup, has some of that good form. That maiden behind Dodie ties in the, the Future Stars series, and, and that was a, a strong maiden. I think around about the 1,200 metres, the, the right trip. And I think what Jessup will do is roll forward from that draw and, and give a really good sight. Seven, Toronto Terrier's got good form through his two preparations today. He looks to have trialled up nicely for the Moroni stable. I think they're the winning hopes. Number four, Firestorm Boy, I put in his next best. Heard Greg Urell this morning, just hoping he can perhaps take advantage of that draw and put himself in the race. If he did, I think he's got a, a, at least an each-way chance. Eight, five, seven, four. 
eight, five, seven, and four in the first at Packenham War Frontier. Currently, a two dollar twenty favourite. Race number two is a two-year-old maiden plate. In this race, Brave Mead is the favourite. This is another debutante here that's been well found in the market. Two dollars and ninety cents from the May Eustace Stable. Uh, Pantalone is a three dollar fifty chance. Sunsets at six dollars fifty. And Peerless Lad 750 as well. Uh, what's Brave Mead showing you at the jump outs and trials? Well, his most recent jump out, Michael, he was riding the speed near the inside, looked to be doing it nicely, and that's the jump out that Mahaba was a real eye catcher closing off in. So there's terrific form out of that, that trial that they contested. And um, again, I don't want to argue with the market. I think he's got a terrific chance. Favourable draw, Tunkai on for the debut. I thought he had a terrific winning chance. I don't know if he's any value as a debutant, but he's going to be hard to beat. There's a danger, I think it might be number 11 Coast Princess, who's at reasonable odds. She's had that one run. She was solid enough behind Tis Enough, who I think might be really smart horse from the Freedman Stable, and I'm trusting that form. Ten Sunsets looks to have jumped out nicely to make the debut for the Besutton Young Stable. I'd expect that she'd be really strong late, and seven Peerless Lad. Trolled up nicely before going into that debut run, and just Ended up in an awkward spot back and, and wide and obviously drops in grade from that run behind Barber, who's one of the, the leading fancies for the Blue Diamond. One eleven ten seven. One eleven ten and 7. So uh, the favourite Brave Mead on top of the 11. Coast Princess is some good value there as well. $10, $2.60. Race number three is a three-year-old Phillies maiden played over 1,400 metres. Uh, in this race, the scratchings are 4, 8, 10 and 15. As time goes by, first up, this campaign for the Freedmans at $2.40. Cheval Chic is at three fifty. Great Taste, $5.50. And New York Scandal at $6.00 are the top four in the market. Warren? Happy to be with number 13, Great Taste, on an each-way basis here. Obviously, as time goes by, is a, a class four setting to maiden grade with good runs in the, the Edward Manifold, the Wakeful and the Oaks, to her credit, at the end of her, her spring campaign. And... She's trialled up nicely, 1,400 metres, a suitable kickoff point. But gee, I thought the, the run of the, the horse in the Jerry Ryan colours, great taste on debut, was outstanding. Back in the field, held up, got home and, and really hit the line strongly. Campania Volpe goes to a, a stronger race on Saturday and has considered some chance. And gee, you can mount a case to say great taste was, was unlucky not to finish quite a bit closer there. So trimmed up a little bit, but I still think an each-way play, 13 ahead of one. As time goes by, who's got that good form in races, much better than Maiden Grade. She looks to have trialled up nicely to get back to the races. As has number two, Chevelle Schick, who didn't do anything wrong in her first racing preparation and the form through Greece and Luna Divas at least held up quite well. I think she's in the mix. And number three, Chiara Luna might be next best, but I do think that the winner's in the top three, 13, 1, 2 and 3. 13, 1, 2 and 3 in the third at Pakenham. Race number four. Uh, this is a class one over 1,200 metres. It jumps a quarter past seven this evening. We can take out five and seven. Storm Bolt for Cindy Alderson. John McNeil in the saddle. Barrier one, $3. Atlantis Tycoon, $3.10. Denied, $5. Uh, Marigmi is a $10 chance, and then you're out to $11 plus the remainder. A pretty good galloper, I think, Storm Bolt. Uh, drawn one when I uh, had Cindy on the other day. She said she would have preferred something uh, maybe between three and eight, but Storm Bolt first up, barrier one, $3. What are your thoughts? 
I think he'll put himself on the speed, Michael, and, and won't have to do a lot of work. So the, the pattern and the pressure from outside could be a, a determining factor. But he's run well at all his runs to date, and he's gone round well in the market on his three runs. He's actually started favourite in, in all of his three starts. He's a bit of a jump-out star, so that puts him there in the, in the forefront of, of people doing the form through the jump-outs. And you'd expect him to jump out well, but... Yeah, I thought he's jumped out incredibly well going into this preparation, and I think he's got a great chance. Two for me, and if eight denied, I think could be the main danger. Resuming here for the price in Junior Stable looks to have trolled up quite nicely too. Doesn't seem to be as sharp and as much of an actual runner as Stormbolt, but I think it'll be strong late. The pre-race here must go on. The blinkers come off for the first up run. Blinkers go on. Atlantis Tycoon, who's been back to the jump outs between runs for the Danny O'Brien Stable, he ran well first up. He'll strip fitter. And 11 Magic Lane, I want to include. I thought the runs in Adelaide this preparation have been solid enough and, and can measure up here. 2, 8, 1, 11. 2, 8, 1 and 11 in race number four. So we're halfway through the Packenham card. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, it'll be the Quaddy. On RSN 927's Racing Pulse, the Victorian Form Preview. Welcome back to the Victorian Form Preview. We're looking at tonight's Packenham meeting with Warren Huntley. We're up to the first leg of the quaddy, which is race number five. Uh, this is over 1,400 metres, and in this race we can scratch nine and 11. Hughes is the $2.20 favourite after an unlucky debut. Um, it is at uh, $1.00, and uh, well, lucky uh, last start at Packenham, it is at uh, $2.20. That's better. <laughs> not not a one in front of it. Guerrero's at $3.80. Rock and Zane's at $6.50. Kermy is the next best in the market at $13. Uh, drawn gate four, Blake Shin in the saddle. Would you take two twenty Hughes tonight, Warren? It's probably close to rock bottom odds, Michael. But, gee, I, I do think he'll win. I, I don't think Blake will be getting pushed back to the fence from, from that spot. And sometimes those terribly unlucky runners, as Hughes was last start, can be overbet because it's a question of what might have been. But you, you did see him work nicely enough through the line as a well-supported favourite. What we saw from him on debut was a horse that can race through the grades. He recorded good time, good late sectionals, and this trip should really suit him. And he didn't have a gut buster second up. So I think he can win, but he's probably at rock bottom. odds. I want a little bit of insurance in the quaddy, but I like him. Five at a 14, Rock and Zane. He's Quite a talent. Jerome Hunter's got some nice horses in his team. He's trolled up really nicely to resume here. I wasn't sure he was going to get a run until late before the scratching deadline, but he has to go in now that he's secured a start. Equicast goes on, so might be dealing with some, some feet issues, which are not necessarily ideal, but he's a talented horse. He's jumped out well. Tugarello probably rolls forward from that draw, gets the claim for Lockie overall, thinks the other key winning hope, and one... Denim Wars will be fitter for that, that first up run. The step up to 1,400 metres looks suitable. Keen on five, but wants some insurance in the quaddy. Head of 14, 2 and 1. Keen on five, ahead of 14, 2 and 1 in the first leg of the quaddy. Race number six is uh, the Future Stars Maiden Repercharge. This is over 1,400 metres. Scratching here, take out 7 and 8. So uh, there's a, a fair bit of deductions coming out with Von Huck not running. So Foxhound now is the $2.90 favourite. Distorted Mission, 340. Headline Story, 480. And Coco Van Winkle is the other runner under double figure odds at $7. Yeah, a really good race, isn't it, Michael? Uh, Von Huck coming out, probably 
took a little bit of gloss out of it. Would have been a key winning hope. Look, Foxo was just a real eye catcher first up, but when you're ridden back in the field conservatively and, and not doing any work, you're entitled to find the line late. But he really did so in in terrific style. And you think he'd be looking for a run, perhaps three wide with cover blending into the race, stepping up to 1400 metres. Look suitable. I think he's the one to beat. One ahead of six. Headline story who comes through a really strong maiden behind Dodie. Last start was solid to the line there. I think the rise in distance is going to suit. The other key winning hopes distorted mission who's coming through some some good maidens himself. He's running well, maps for a nice run. And 10, Coco Van Winkle. She might be looking for the 1400 metres now. She's next best, but I think she's more a place hope, but she wouldn't completely surprise. One six five ten. One six five and ten in race number six. Race number seven uh, is the seventy-eight handicap, and this is over fourteen hundred metres. Take out thirteen and fourteen. So risque. Marks are Ryan's at three dollars and seventy cents. There you go. Eight dollars. Conqueror is the third favourite. The Hayes boys have got a good hand in this race at nine dollars. Reckoning also nine dollars. As is. Uh, Maracana at $9 as well. Uh, do we need a few in this leg of the quarter, Warren? Oh, you could go as wide as possible, Michael. I've tried to keep it to four, but oh, I think this is the toughest race on the card and, and one of Mark Hunter's favourite horses here in William Thomas. I believe I'm tipping him. He does find a, a suitable race. Uh, I thought he could have found a, a nom for the futurity on Saturday. He's been running so well <laughs> some, some decent horses, but He's run well here previously without winning. He drops in grade from runs at stakes level, benchmark 84s. There's been merit in all of them. He just needs to get that next win on the board. But he strikes a race where I think he's got as good a winning chance as anything. Number two, William Thomas. Head of six, so risque. I think 1,400 metres back to that trip could be suitable. The first and second up runs this preparation certainly had merit. Three Conqueror comes through the same race as William Thomas last start. Gets the blinkers on, just needs some luck from the draw, but this track does play pretty fairly. Three wide with cover, it's not a bad spot to be, and, and Mick D may be able to find a position like that. And Reckoning will be fitter for one run back from a spell. Gets the blinkers and the nose roll on, and the winkers off. On two each way, ahead of six, three, and four. Two each way, ahead of three, six, and four. And that brings us to the last of eight, which jumps tonight at quarter past nine. It's a 64 over 1,600 metres. Take out eight and 12, Far flung. Uh, Blake Shin on board again for Dan O'Brien's at $2.40. She's notorious, $3.70. Uh, Piritivo's at $5. Ampere, 6 And then out to $13 plus the remainder. How do we come home, Warren? Well, I think Far Flung's got a, a terrific chance. Just want him to settle a little bit closer in the run if he can. But some of the speed's drawn out wide here. So that might help generate a little bit of tempo. And, and Blake Shin aboard number seven far flung. He's one of the better jockeys at, at uh, just trying to get horses into a more forward spot without uh, without necessarily having to, to drive them there to get there and they could still travel comfortably and finish off. So I'm with far flung, but I don't think he's anywhere near a one-outer, a last leg of the quaddy. Three Montenegro can improve here. Recent racing under the belt. Excuses at a couple of runs this prep. Blinkers come off, the tongue tie and the winkers go on. Eleven Aperitivo I think probably rolls forward from that draw, gets a run somewhere near the speed, might prove hard to run down. And five, she's notorious. Might have been even a bit close to the speed last start. Had that Patrick of wins leading into that. She's obviously going well. From an inside draw, she might just tuck in, get a little bit more of a rest than she did last start, and try and be strong late. 
7-3-11-5 in the last. So, is there a bit of confidence about this evening, Warren? What's the best play? Look, he's well found, but I do think race five, number five, Hughes, is the best. If he gets the clear air that he didn't get last start, then I think he can get his second win on the board. Value for me is race three, number 13, great taste. Quaddy first leg, five, 14 and two. Second leg numbers one, six and five. Third leg, including two, six, three and four. Wouldn't discourage anyone from going wider there. Coming home with numbers seven, three, 11 and five. Going to take an early quaddy as the player today. There's a few shorties early in the program, and I think there's the potential for, for maybe one of value to, to upset a, a shorty. So we'll just include a few numbers in the early quaddy. Michael obviously kicking off in the first race, numbers 8, 5 and 7. Numbers 1 and 11 in the second leg. 13 and 1 in the third leg. Numbers 2, 8, 1 and 11. Race 4, the last leg of the early quaddy. Uh, sounds good, Warren. Uh, looking forward to getting your thoughts on Saturday morning to read the Super Blue Diamond meeting uh, at Sandown. Have you started to wade your way through the form? Started would be the, the uh, operative word, Michael. I, I was back and forward to, to sail for the Twilight meeting yesterday and then finalising the, the form that I've done a fair bit for, for today. And just started uh, working my way through the Sandown meeting and yeah, what a great car it is and a great day's racing in Sydney with some real features there. So mm. this time of the year, just great racing in particularly Melbourne and Sydney. It's a great time to be involved. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, I'll ask your opinion because Mick Comerford's uh, joined me in the studio. His Twitter poll, the Racing Pulse poll today, was after the inevitable one six straight. Is the inevitable being underestimated in the All-Star Mile? Or can he shake the top contenders on race day? Uh, yes, underestimated or no, he's a class below. Where would your vote go, Warren? Oh, look, without being brutal, I'd, I'd be that he's likely to be a class below of, of the All-Star Mile. Look, he's winning well. I actually love the way that he's overcoming some difficulties. He's using his really good short, sharp sprint at times to, to beat opposition that wouldn't be competitive in, in an All-Star Mile. I, I don't think so. He does have to take it to another level, but it only beat what he's beating down there, so I think he's going really well. He's still got a bit of a trait of wanting to roll about a bit, and he wouldn't want to do that against the, the absolute elite in the All-Star Mile, so my gut feeling is that he's probably not a winning hope, but I think he absolutely deserves his spot in the race, and, and he's part of what the, the All-Star Mile concept is all about. He's about $21 for the All-Star Mile, the inevitable. So we'll find out what this Twitter poll has to say. Are they with Warren Huntley or against Warren? It was good funding tonight. Thanks, Michael.